Hello, everyone. Welcome to Naturally Brown Woman, the natural resource for and about women of color. I'm Tammy Williams. I'm really excited to um, have this guest on today, um, that she is one of the top cosmetic chemists around. And she's been doing some extraordinary things in the area that's focused on skincare for women of color. Now, one thing that I do love about her and her story, uh, life hasn't always been that easy, um, but she refused to just give up, cave in and, and quit. So we're gonna talk a little bit about how do you get move from a very painful experience to a place that you can pro uh, progress and move on. Because we do know that childhood trauma is something that's very real. And sometimes it'll stop us right in our tracks. But how do you move forward? And then of course, we're gonna get into some of uh, some uh, skincare uh, advice from her as well, get some skincare advice from her and talk about some other very interesting things. So you definitely wanna hang around and listen to the whole interview in its entirety. So please, please, please welcome to Naturally Brown Woman, Miss Eunice Coffee. Obeying, and I hope I said Hi. your name right. Hi, <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for being a part and deciding to um, talk with us on today. Um, and I want to just kind of dig right into it, Eunice, if you don't mind. We want to go straight to it. Um, your parents, you you're from Ghana, correct? Yeah. Or your parents are from Ghana, yeah. so you have great African influence on your life. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that African tradition, some of those African traditions. Well, you know, I came from a, a Ghanaian household where, you know, hard work was um, one of the number one things that my parents stressed upon my brother and I, and the importance of, you know, really doing your best academically, being your best in whatever you put your, your hands to. So um, it, our home was, you know, pretty strict. And, um, you know, it was the focus was, you know, like my mom would say, academic focus, being focused on doing well in school um, and achieving. And also we had our traditions of, you know, celebrating our Ghanaian culture, whether it was through food on holidays or birthdays or um, spending time with um, our, you know, other members of the Ghanaian community. So that's how uh, uh, culture was infused into my life. Yeah. In fact, tell me about at least one tradition that's, that's very, very unique that we may not practice uh, with the uh, American influence, uh, American. Uh, tell me, give me one thing that I can take away that. You know what, this one thing that um, we do in our culture, I actually believe it's been translated into African-American culture and we just don't you know, realize it. But on New Year's day, my mom would make wache, which is black eyed peas um, and rice. So it'd be black eyed peas mixed into rice. Oh, wache, okay. Yeah, it's called okay. wache. And, <laughs> okay. and that's something that African-Americans do here. You know, they make black eyed peas on the first yes. day of the year. Yes. So I, I just think that's really unique because it's something that's been translated from Africa here. Um, I would say other traditions, you know, uh, when it comes to weddings, uh, you know, uh, the man has to pay a dowry uh, for uh, in order to marry the woman. Uh, when it comes to naming a child, there's 
uh, a naming ceremony where the family comes together and it's uh, you, uh, the family is the one that names the child based on oh. the child's traits. And so um, those are, you know, just some of the unique traditions that we, we experience. Oh, I, I, I love that. I love that. Um, now, growing up, uh, like you said, your, your parents are very strict academics, you know, kind of get that schoolwork. You face some challenges as a young lady. And like we said earlier, childhood trauma can be almost paralyzing. Um, tell me a little bit about what happened with you as a child. Well, I remember um, in elementary school um, being picked on by my classmates because of my dark skin. Um, they would call me African booty scratcher, blackie. Um, and for me, um, I did not see myself as different from the other kids who were African-American. I thought we were all the same. I, I view all of us as, as being African. So it was very traumatic to me that my own um, people were calling me those names. And so it really did take a toll on my self-esteem because I didn't really feel that I was beautiful. Um, I didn't feel that my skin color was beautiful. And it was just very, very, very painful to deal with. You know, it went to the point as being aggressive where, or physically aggressive, where girls would pull on my hair. Wow. Um, I remember a guy spitting on me and I just couldn't, mm. I just couldn't reconcile um, that situation at, at, that, at that time. So it was just, it was really, really painful. Even to this day, you know, there's times where I may think about it and a tear may come to my eye because I weep for the young girl, what she went through at that time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's amazing with things like that, just because we grow up, it doesn't mean that it all goes away, you know, um, you know, without some, definitely some help, some process. And then, and then still, you, you know, you deal with that. Um, when I was seventh grade, um, the N-word, I was called the N-word almost every day. I rode the bus oh, and I was the only African-American female. And at that age, you know, it's, it's something because I never told my mom, you know, until like yeah. as an adult, I never told her that, hey, this was what's happening with me every single day I would get on the bus. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I got called that. And so I know it took a toll on me as well. So I only can imagine yeah. and uh, what was going on with you uh, what are some of the feelings? I mean, like, you know, sometimes that brings up like shame and guilt, low self-esteem. Yeah. yeah. Did you, what did, where did you put that as a child? Where did you? Um, I, I always say that my saving grace at the time was my father introducing me to science that helped me to refocus my mind on something else. The hurt and pain was still there, but I did not resort to um, doing some other things that would have been harmful to me um, to fill the void or the um, or try to heal the pain. So my father introducing me to science actually refocused me, and it allowed me to consume myself with something that I, you know, could be good at. And my dad actually helped me to enter my first science fair and you know, and I won the science fair. So at that time I realized, you know what, my classmates not, may not view me as the prettiest girl in the room, but they will view me as the smartest girl in the room. So I really rode on the thought that um, 
it I, that I focused in on my on my brain power, not what I looked like on the outside. Then let me ask you, did you as a child, did you tell your parents what was going on? Or no, I didn't. You did. I did not tell them. Now there were instances when it it got physical that I did have to tell them because I was afraid that at some point that I may become angry and wanted to fight back. And then, you know, I didn't want to get into trouble or get suspended and not having given my parents the opportunity to know that I was actually defending myself. So um, at those times, you know, I, I, when it got physical, I, I had to say something because, you know, I was afraid of, you know, being harmed and I was afraid of harming someone else too. What advice would you share with parents now that if you look back and go like some signs, like if their child is being bullied, you know, what to look for and maybe questions to ask. That's a great question. I would say, you know, I'm a person that tends to be uh, pretty quiet. Um, and so it's important to ask your child when they get really, really quiet or if they're spending a lot of time to themselves is to ask them, you know, how are they doing? What's going on? How school? Um, and so I think that's some of the signs, you know, just the uh, seeing them, you know, being loners. I think that's a sign, um, you know, isolating themselves. That mm -hmm. That is definitely a sign of maybe something is, is going on. And for mm -hmm. me, I tend to, you know, be alone or spend time with myself because I can protect you know, my, uh, myself and my environment and my situation, just dealing with me, you yeah. know? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you know what, that's, that's interesting because, um, I was doing that same thing when I was during that time in my life, you know, I was in seventh grade, you know, it was music for me, music and headphones and that kind of thing like that. Um, so yeah, I think as kids, maybe we, uh, we survive or do what we, what we know to do at our age, at our, our, our pick, pick a, at our age. So, um, now you went on. You you chemist. You you study science. Yeah. Um, you were Miss, uh, Black, what Miss Florida? Miss Florida. Florida. You, you yeah. pageants. So yeah. when you and I saw some pictures of you, you know, <laughs> in your sash and your tiara. Um, what was that like? I mean, you're in pageants now. So at this point. And then you went on to represent Florida in the Miss Black USA pageant, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. So where were you then as far as your confidence level? Um, I guess, you do you have to be pretty confident to enter into the pageant? Where, what was your I, I tell you this, I entered into that pageant to help me grow as a woman. Mm -hmm. It wasn't um, necessarily to win the, the crown and just carry around a tiara, but I felt like this process of um, being in pageantry would help to develop um, me as a, as a woman, um, as a businesswoman. And there's so many skills that you learn through pageantry, which is fundraising, public speaking, present yourself, um, um, creating a platform, um, serving um, your community, being a spokesperson. Um, all of those things are, are, are really important in, I believe, in, in a woman's uh, development, developing those areas that will help you um, along in, uh, in your life beyond pageantry.
And so really, I, I just did it out of uh, uh, personal development. I, I love yeah. it. I love it. So now, now you're like founder and CEO of your, your own company. So mm-hmm. that's, um, and you found a way to kind of, you know, keep moving forward in spite of some things that happened with you. And like you said earlier, it does still kind of affect you. You can remember those things. And I can remember that, you know, the seventh grader, that little girl getting on that bus and the fear, you know, that I felt back then. So, but but now, yeah, you, you tend to, you know, uh, you move on. And so I say, you move on, you, you keep going, you keep going. So let's talk about what you're doing now. You've created this amazing skincare line and you're still developing product for it. And it's just growing. Did you ever think when your daddy put you in those (laughs) fairs that one day you're going to say, you would say, Hey dad, I have a whole company. I have all these products and, you know, and then you have a skin of color conference. You have a conference (laughs) as well. So tell me about that. No. And I had no clue that I was actually going to be doing this um, as a kid. I always knew that I love science and that I would eventually do something um, in that arena, but I had no idea that I was going to go into um, this uh, business. It, it didn't happen until I was an undergrad that I realized that this was an opportunity um, that I had. Um, so no, as a kid, I never I had no clue at all. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, what just came to my mind was like, uh, the pain of the past has become a passion for the present. Oh yeah, (laughs) definitely. Most definitely. My whole, this is more than just a skincare company, Mm -hmm. but this is a company to inspire men and women of color around the world to see themselves for who they truly are Yes, and to embrace their beauty, to embrace and to love who they are because I truly believe that once you love who you are you can go out and pursue your your purpose and have confidence to pursue that purpose and you in doing that can inspire other people to pursue their purpose I want uh, people to know that that there's power in their melanin there's power in their skin there's power in in who they are yeah, yeah. The question always comes up, how much more could you do if you had a little bit more confidence? How much more could you do? You yeah. Know? So um, I love your mission of what you're doing. And then um, not only you're actually giving us tools, you're giving us tools to um, take care and be responsible for the skin that we're in, you know, loving ourselves, but also taking care of that skin. So yeah. tell me, um, today, give us some advice on some uh, just basic skincare tips that, that, you know, we should be doing. How should we, you know, uh, some basic steps? Great question. So um, first thing, when you're trying to uh, create a skincare regimen or figure out what products you need to be using is really understanding your skin type that is so important. There's, uh, uh, the basic skin types are oily, normal, dry combination skin. And um, you can easily find that out by just doing a, a quick test. Um, basically, you know, when you wash your face, um, 
dry your face with a, a, a clean towel and then wait for a few minutes mm -hmm. to see how your skin reacts and then use a blotting tissue or tissue paper to blot on your face. Mm -hmm. And then you could uh, see once you remove that tissue, what type of skin you have. So for normal skin, you're not going to see um, very much oil droplets on the, on the tissue. For oily skin, you're gonna see a lot of oil droplets. And um, for combination skin, you're typically, typically gonna see droplets around the T-zone, which is your forehead down into the middle. And then for dry skin, you're not gonna see any oil at all. So that's the basic uh, thing that you need to know because if you know you have dry skin, you know that you need to use um, products that are gonna give you um, hydration that are going to um, be uh, 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 moisturizing to your skin. And so you want to make sure that uh, you understand what your skin type is, because then that sort of dictates what types of products that you should be using. Yeah. And what are some of the big no-nos? I mean, alcohol, you know, something happens, stabs some alcohol, little, <laughs> you know, sea breeze. What are some of the like big no-nos? you like, never put this on your skin. So I would say the um, big no-nos are um, using lemon uh, straight onto your skin. Mm -hmm. uh, lemon has acid in it and yeah, they, it has the alpha hydroxy acids in it, but um, you don't want to put that on your skin because it can actually irritate your skin. Um, another big no-no is, uh, going to bed with makeup on, mm -hmm. um, you never want to do that because the makeup, um, be, going to bed with makeup can clog your skin and cause all kinds of issues like acne and hyperpigmentation. Um, and so I always recommend that you make sure that you cleanse your skin, um, before and uh, remove the makeup before you go to bed. Um, and I, I would say those are the, the, the two main, main no-nos is, uh, is are what I just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Now guys, uh, uh, Eunice has a lot, lot more information, you know, <laughs> they were just kind of, this is just the surface, you know, she has so many great things and, and has so many great tips and information. You know, she has a website and we'll put that website is right down the bottom of the screen. So please check out her website. But before we leave, I want to ask you just a couple more questions. And, um, and, and one is uh, women of color, what are some of the skin conditions that are the top two that you've seen that we have to deal with most of all because of our skin color? So acne and hyperpigmentation are the, the two top skin conditions that I've seen amongst women of color. Now more and more women of color are experiencing acne in their 30s and 40s, especially during that hormonal change. Some of these women, they had acne as teenagers and then after you know their teenage years, they, were, they had clear skin, but then all of a sudden it's coming back. Some of these women had never had acne in their teenage years and now they're breaking out like a teenager. Mm. So that is um, one of the areas uh, that I feel um, should be a focus when it comes to addressing uh, skin issues for women of color and then hyperpigmentation. So for those who may have acne, acne will most likely lead to hyperpigmentation, which is the dark spots um, that we get. And you can get hyperpigmentation, not only from acne, but any type of inflammatory response 
um, to the skin. It can be from medication, cuts or wounds on the skin. And so those are the two main areas that you would see um, for women of color, when it comes to hyperpigmentation, not only does it include just the dark spots, but there's another form called melasma, which are large splotches of um, pigment on the skin. Mm -hmm. And that's typically due to hormonal changes such as pregnancy or um, any other you know, ch uh, parts where you're making that change of life that may occur. Yeah, yeah. Um, so much information here. And I know that you have, um, you do have some products that really help in this area. Um, and I want you to tell us a little bit about what you have. But before you do that, we have teenagers out there who are like, oh my God, what's happened to my face? And then they're trying to cover it up with the makeup and, you know, oh my gosh, you know, you know, a small zit actually looks this big, you know? So what advice could you give to our teens out there who are watching? So the first thing that I would tell a teenager is to keep calm. This too shall pass. Yeah. I had acne as a teenager. Yes, I remember yes. my dad bringing me all kinds of soaps and cleansers to help me with my acne. Mm -hmm. um, what I would say um, is one, uh, figure out um, what your skin type is. Also, um, take some time to learn about what acne is mm -hmm. and then get great products that will actually treat your acne and be consistent consistency is the key to breakthrough. Yes. Um, a lot of times teenagers, when you start them on a the skincare regimen, they tend to start and stop and then mm -hmm. they don't un really understand why they're acne. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of times it's due to inconsistency. So mm -hmm. you have to be consistent with your regimen. That means cleansing, toning, uh, using a treatment serum, and also moisturizing your skin and then using a sunscreen with an SPF of 30. Being consistent with those things as well as eating a healthy diet can all contribute to, to you getting healthy, clear skin. Mm -hmm. I love that. Consistency is the key to the breakthrough. Consistency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys have some products there that um, some uh, some special remedies I understand that you've made with some tell me about some of the ingredients and that we can find in your product so what makes our company unique is that we combine traditional African medicine with um, modern science so we take a lot of plants um, that we find in Africa that have medicinal properties to address a lot of skin disorders and skin of color and then we use science to enhance um, the power of those plants um, when we're formulating those products. Um, we go beyond just the usage of uh, shea butter. Shea butter is great, but there's thousands upon thousands, even millions of plants in Africa that have not um, been given their, their due that have a lot of great medicinal properties. You know, they've been used for thousands of years by many tribes. And so we're introducing these different plants into um, to the world through our product formulas. Mm. Wow, thank you so much. Um, hey guys, you've got to check out um, her website. In fact, give us your website, tell us how to reach you. Um, she also oh. has amazing classes. Let's, let's not forget the workshops and the classes that you're doing virtually. Mm -hmm. Everything's being done virtually now. And I was a part of a couple of those classes. That was me asking all those questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell us how to find you. 
So you can find me at my website, www.nueki.com, and that's spelled N-U-E-K-I-E.com, where you can learn more about the brand. We'll be launching about nine new products in a couple weeks. And then you can also find me on Instagram at N-U-E-K-I-E. And then you can find me on Facebook at Nueki Derm. And um, we're on Twitter as well, at Nueki. Great. Thank you, guys. Please connect with her. Um, thank you for doing all that you do and for being oh. such an inspiration. Um, you know, just thank you so much. So your work is, is doing amazing things.